On today's episode of Open Box Policy, we bring on another guest. We have Josh number two on this week. Skinny Josh. Skinny Josh, yes. Small Josh, basically. Uh, We are shotgunning a lot of topics tonight. We talk about a lot of stuff. We talk about how I blew my shoulder surgery completely out of proportion. Uh, It ended up not being anywhere near as bad as I expected. Nope. Uh, we talk about a really random subject tonight. Devin mentioned something about smells and scents and how he he's kind of trained his mind to think about smells in a different way. We talk about mental health a little bit. We talk about our, our mental health a little bit. Uh, we also talk about the Oscars, just shotgunning topics at each other the entire night. We have it's a it's a good episode. We had a good time. As always, check us out on Twitter at OBP Raw. You can find us on Instagram and Facebook at the same name. And if you want to continue the conversation, reach out to us at OBPpodcast at gmail.com. Let us know what you think. Give us some topics to talk about. We'd love to hear from you. Hope you enjoyed today's episode. Thanks, guys. right off his surgery yeah about my surgery yeah yeah I, you want me to talk about it yeah, yeah. tell us about your surgery tell us it's tell us I, results well i mean shoulder surgeries are supposed to be like some of the worst surgeries you can have and i have been blown away i've got almost full range of motion it's only been five days i came out of the sling date on the the after 24 hours was moving my arm around and stuff i mean it's just been unbelievable he basically just went and he, he cleaned my shoulder up there's a bunch of damage none of it's worth fixing he told me that I'd have a shoulder replacement uh, in 15 years. Okay. Uh, Seems like a cop-out for not doing his job. Yeah. No, I I think he – we had talked about it previously, and I think he basically was like, what do you want out of this? And I said, I want to be pain-free. I am in uh, an immense amount of pain. Now, a question. Before you go any further, was this a two-for-one surgery, shoulder surgery and breast reduction? <laughs> Did you go from a, a D cup to a C cup? Yep. That's exactly what happened. Did he like perk them up, lift a little bit too? No, he just sucked all the fat out. Did he give you those uh, Hershey's Kiss nips? Yeah. Now yeah, let me ask bit. you, just so I'm clear, did he did he did he suck all the fat out, or did he suck all the fat out? Did he suck it out, or? <laughs> you don't mind if we get back to? You oh know, yeah, oh, I'm sorry. You're, podcasting. Go ahead. Yeah. Let's get back to Adam. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Thanks. You you've got an hour to make all the jokes you want to like don't you don't have to get them all out in the first two minutes. I was just getting the first one in. Go ahead. Yeah, of course. Yeah, um, he yeah I had a huge bone spur basically, so he just cleaned it up. It's unbelievable how much less pain I'm in already. I mean, I'm in surgery pain, but something funny happened every time I have surgery. When they dope me up, when they when they give me the uh, anesthetic, basically, or the anesthesiologist comes in. Though you know, they give you Xanax, they give you a few things to really sedate you and kind of get you to chill out, and then they they go in for like the hardcore sedation after they give you oxygen. Right around that time, I'll start saying all kinds of stupid shit, a lot of stupid shit. Oh yeah. So you I, say I told them without anesthesia. I told them ahead of time. I said I'm going to end up saying some stupid shit. I apologize if I use a lot of profanity or if I say anything that offends you. I apologize. You know, they were like, "Don't you worry. We hear some pretty unbelievable stuff." So. I always like to focus on when I'm about to black out. So I'll start to focus and I'm like, here it comes. Like I am about to black out and it's always timed. Perfect. Right. When they rolled me into the surgery room, they had like all those big lights up and everything. And I rolled in and I remarked to myself like, Oh, wow. Look at all those big lights. And the next thing I know, my eyes open. 
man. It, it's so cool. Yeah. It, it's and, and you know it was only an hour. It feels amazing. It, yeah, it is. It, it is pretty amazing. Especially they do when you wake up and your butthole hurts. They do. Yeah, that's that's <laughs> that happens every time. It's so weird. Uh, I, I wake up and I'm usually bent over a table when I wake up. <laughs> you wake yeah. up and McSteamy's three digits deep in you. Yeah. Mick who? McSteamy. McSteamy. Grey's Anatomy. Grey's Anatomy. Oh. Jesus, oh yes, come on. Sorry, I watch good TV shows. I already told you about how I feel about medical dramas. Okay, no one gives a shit. I hate medical dramas. <laughs> but I asked the lady when I came out of it. We were talking about my surgery, and I said, "Did I say anything stupid?" And she said, "No, I don't, I don't think so. I, w- I wasn't there, but I don't. I don't think you said anything stupid." And she looked over at another lady, and she was like, "Hey, did he say anything weird when he was on his way into surgery?" And this other lady was like, <laughs> "Yeah, yeah, he said some stupid shit. It was funny." And I was like, "Okay, what did I say?" And she was like, it was really weird. We were just wheeling you back there, and all of a sudden, you were just like, sausage biscuits. <laughs> I want sausage biscuits. You know, and she, I'm like, are you kidding me? She's like, no, you just started yelling for a sausage biscuit. And she said, I think there was another client or someone else in the waiting room, because there's like a big waiting room with all these other people that are all getting their anesthesia, like going. Yeah. All getting and high off anesthesia. She said, they, someone was talking about breakfast. And you started going on and on and on about how hungry you were. And then you were just like, sausage biscuits. Like, <laughs> you just like yelled out, like, give me a sausage biscuit. Mrs. Winters. Yeah. And then they were like, then you just blacked out. Like, <laughs> so that's like the last thing that we out. heard. Yeah. It's pretty typical. I normally like hit on people. I like flirt with all the nurses and stuff. But it was good, man. I, I, I am absolutely amazed by, by how much better i feel and like by i by like all the range of motion i have and how how little pain i'm in it's it's pretty it's pretty unbelievable um i expected the worst and hope for the best and it's just been it's been fantastic cool man that's good yeah i'm glad you got it uh all fixed and me too i want and now i can go like go back to working out i haven't been able to work out my upper body for like six months yeah. So everything's shrunk and gotten flabby. My arms have gotten soft because I would work out and be in a lot of pain. So then I would stop and kept hoping that the pain would go away eventually because it's, it's how it's been my whole life. And it just wouldn't ever go away. So then you cross that threshold. Like, when do I go to the doctor? You know what I mean? Yeah. It's like, oh, it's, it, it, it'll probably go away eventually. So then you like wait another month and then another month. And then eventually you, people are like all around me are like, you have got to go to a doctor you've got to go see something about this or someone about that so yeah cool. i feel a hell of a lot better good for you for getting it fixed yep yeah a plus work adam a plus yeah. yeah yeah the doctor did good he did really good so now that uh now that you got your shoulder fixed can you go back to your lifelong dream of being a go-go dancer yep yep like arms over my head wearing one of those like those like little frilly tops like a you know what are they it's like like sash or yeah like fringe tops yeah like a little fringe dress we need to we need to go ahead and get you in that outfit so that can be your profile pick for grinder. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. Did you uh, did you get a little taste into Josh's life while you were doing that? Or yeah, it oh, sucks. Yeah. Okay, it really sucks. Like putting on clothes. I mean, of course he can move his nub. I couldn't move my arm at all. You can move your hand. You have a. I hand, mean, I can though. move. I can yes, but like putting on a shirt when you can't lift your you can lift your shoulder in your nub. I couldn't lift anything. So then I had to like shove my shirts up under my armpit and it was painful. And then stick my head through it and. You know, like not being not being able to move your shoulder is tough. The I could figure out how to put pants on. I could figure out how to tie shoes. You know, I could figure all that. It was only like a day. I mean, I literally lived in like a pseudo Josh world for like one day, and then I was straight out of. So, was not being able to lift your shoulder as bad as not being able to grab both sides of your underwear? (laughs) 
<laughs> like, how would you feel if you had to roll your underwear up your legs? You don't have to roll your underwear up your legs. What if I do? Show us, show us right now. Strip me show you how I put them on. Yeah. Sorry, Josh. We can't all be handicapped like you. Handicapable. Handicapable like Live you. A day in my, walk, a, walk a day in my shoes. Uh, I'd probably end up really tired. Hey, apparently there's, a, there's an Olympian. It's like a one-arm Olympian. No, not Olympian. No, it's a one-arm no, football one player. Shaquan. Shaquan yeah. Griffin, yeah. The yeah. guy's unbelievable. He ran the fastest 40-yard dash. Since, uh, since 2003. Since 2003. 15 years. Yeah. Uh, bench pressed 225 a ton of times. The guy's an animal. He he and see this is this is what kills me. We can we can transition into this a little bit. We are so inundated with awful news all the time. And even though his story hasn't gone by the wayside, I mean we're hearing about it. It needs to be a huge story. Yeah. He like looked at his parents when he was a kid and was like, I am going to be good. Like, right. I, like he, his mom told a story that when he was four years old, she found him in the kitchen with a butcher knife. He was trying to cut off what little fingers he had left because he was in so much pain. He, he had, yeah. he was, he was born with like kind of like a weird deformed hand. Yeah, yeah. And I mean, the kids had to overcome a lot. I mean, he's, he's actually, you know, he's a natural athlete. I mean, you can just tell in his build. I mean, it's not, I mean, he's had to work hard, but he's a natural athlete. Did you see him doing the bench press and that contraption he uses? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Dude, I wish I would have had that when I played football. Yeah. yeah just well, I mean, you told us that when you had the option of having a prosthesis when you were a kid I mean, yeah, and you, I mean, you deliberately elected that, not to. But like, I chose not to because I could adapt to everything so fast. Yeah. But yeah, that kid, that we just need more uplifting news stories like that every Dude. day. I was looking at the news today. It's just like, what was his name? Shaquan Griffin. Shaquan. I think it's Shaquan, Shaquan, Shaquan Griffin. Yeah. I'm going to tell you right now, me and Shaquan, we're setting the world on fire. Him in the NFL, me in corporate America. Hell yeah. That's how we get down. Yep. Yeah. You're going to bench press the shit out of these podcasts. That's right. That's right. <laughs> you're going to bench right. press the shit out of that keto. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That keto fucking stuff. Those meat sticks into my mouth. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. A stick of butter with it. Yeah. Stupid keto diet. So we have another guest on today. It's we our got, friend Josh. We got Josh. Yellow. Another Josh in the room. Yeah. This is going to be hard. This is going to be difficult. Yeah. I'll be like, hey, Josh. <laughs> and then both of you are going to be like, which one? Yeah. So I'm just going to talk to Adam this entire podcast. Yeah. Finally. Dev- Dev- <laughs> he looked up with me like like it's such an inspiring look. He looked up. Like and, he looked son in, looking at his father. He was like, Yeah, really? I looked at Devin like, well, there goes the podcast. He looked oh, up in disbelief on. because Devin doesn't say anything. Yeah. Because <laughs> you guys fucking just trample all over. Yeah, like Devin literally texted us today and he was like, I always feel great when I start to say something and then you all just overpower me and start talking over me. <laughs> so I just sit back here and just fiddle with my computer. But you've got a great laugh. Thanks. And then I laugh occasionally and people make fun of it. Yeah. So Josh, too, tell us a little bit about yourself. Quick little synopsis. Yeah, just give us like wow. a little bit, of, a little bit of meat. So I'm in like that midlife crisis of 30 years old, about to be 31 here in just a couple of days. Okay. Um, man, what you, a roller coaster of, t- of a life that I'm going through right now. Okay. So a lot of things from like getting out of the crazy house a couple months ago to. Here I am in a damn podcast room. What the hell? You were in you know? a mental hospital? I was in a mental hospital. Really? What? I didn't know that. Do you want to talk about it at all? We can talk about it a little bit. It okay. don't hurt my feelings. So, I mean, it's a big thing in the world, uh, dealing with mental illnesses and depression and all these different things going it's on. It's an world. underreported story. True. Yeah. Absolutely. I mean, 
And the the biggest thing that I can say about a mental illness um, coming from people you would never know have them to people you can see it clearly. Um, Not to get too serious in it because I don't want that to be a no serious ass topic um, because it's something that there's not a lot of help out there for it. Okay. Um, You know, I, I can remember when I realized I had something wrong with me or something was going on in my head and to what, say there's not a lot of help out there for it would be an understatement correct because i deal with this shit every day yep like people that i can't place in a treatment facility because they're mental health primary it's like where you don't have any fucking option it's like go to a fucking mental hospital or that's it well hasn't yep. like in some form i didn't of mean fa- to interrupt you no, you're i good. just it's just he's it's like he's understating in, right. in like some form of fashion though hasn't our country kind of turned its back on people with with like mental health issues yeah because a lot of times we don't know how to fucking treat them right it, i mean the only option for a lot of these people and i'm sure we're about to get into this is throw meds at them yep you throw fucking bottles of meds at them the problem is is that all those fucking meds have their own side effects crazy side effects right. and the problem is for for a, a guy like him or a guy like me i mean i was on i still am like on ssris and other other types of mental health medication to kind of calm me down you get to a point one day where you're like i just it's just not doing anything for me so i'm gonna stop and of course you don't read the warning and the warning says whatever you fucking do don't stop because if you do the likelihood that you're going to commit suicide goes through the fucking roof because true. you crash all your serotonin crashes then you just wake up one day and you're like, I, I just, the only option I know right now is just to end it because I don't know what to do. And you're just like, you're like, it's like a normal fucking day. Mm-hmm. It is fucking psycho. It's crazy how fast that'll happen like that. Anyway. No, continue. you're absolutely right. Yeah, absolutely right. So, you know, it, it's took like over the last four months to finally get in just to a stable situation in my life. So just a lot of things going on. Um, not to to boohoo about me because you know it is what it is. No, it's cool. Life. I mean, it, it's it's something. I mean, it's an interesting topic that, I mean, we've never like really talked about much on here just because. I mean, I think we've dived into a little bit about our own personal issues, but for sure, yeah. but nothing, um, nothing to that extent. So I mean, yeah, it, it's interesting to talk about that. But um, you know, only thing that I can say to anyone that potentially listens to this, if you need help, go get it. There, it's out there. It may be hard, and you may hit a lot of walls, and, you know, it might be a tough road, and you may have to go through three, four, five, six people um, in the same case that I did, but it's out there. Go get the help, okay? You got to strive to get the help and know that there's more than just blowing your brains out out there, and you can save your life if you want it and you try. Um, You just got to really go out there and get it. Is that where you got to, the point where you were like, I just, like, I don't know like I don't have any other absolutely yeah any other path absolutely. to go down yeah and he did he did the right thing he went he, yeah. did you do it voluntarily yes I went voluntarily. See, that, that's good yeah he did it voluntarily that's that and a problem is like you take a guy like Josh Josh too and maybe he's having a bad day at work or he goes to his mom's house for like dinner and he's acting a fucking fool or he's acting crazy or whatever and then he gets committed involuntarily those people they just they're just pissed Right. I mean, imagine if someone like you think that everything's right, and maybe you're just mad. You're mad mm-hmm. today. It's like someone but, forcing you to go. But to everyone else or sees psycho. They see fucking crazy. It's the shit you're saying, but it's you've normalized it all. So you've normalized how fucking crazy you are. You think it's normal. You get involuntary committed, involuntarily committed. Those people, 
rarely ever make it back out because it's it's so much trauma to be involuntarily committed to a mental hospital and be around all these people that are that are like fucking drooling all day. They actually have a name for it. They call it the uh, oh the Thorzine the Thorzine Shuffle. I think is what it's called. There's like this drug called Thorzine or whatever they give people. I think it's called Thorzine. And it basically turns you into a fucking zombie. And around mental hospitals, and even in some detoxes that I deal with, some of the psych wards, they call it the Thorazine shuffle because people will just shuffle around all day long. Like they have no idea what's going on. They don't understand anything around them. They just shuffle their feet and walk up and down the halls. Yikes. It's fucked up. Yeah. How long were you in? A week. Oh, that's good. Seven days. Did they just like, did they get your meds right? Yeah. Well, did they give you any therapy? It's the first time I've ever took medicine in my entire life. Oh. I mean, I don't take Advil, nothing. This was brand new. Yeah. You like old country boy that's like, I don't want to do that bullshit. I mean, I went in there. greens and you're all good. That's it. No, I went in there just crazy as a buck, ready to blow the brains out, and uh, finally got diagnosed with something and got on the right medicine. And at first, he overloaded me with the medicine. Yeah. I mean, overloaded me. Put me in zombie mode. Yep. So, you know, the sad thing, though, is, like, before I left, he finally got me a little bit adjusted, sent me on my way. Well, you know, the issue, when they sent me on my way, they didn't give me no backup plan. Nope. They didn't give me no one to go to. No aftercare. To. No aftercare. Yep. And and it was a struggle. I mean, I went over the last two months of just just psychiatrist after psychiatrist after psychiatrist. And, you know, the sad thing about it, they're a month or two or three months out just to see. Because there's such a low number of them compared to the mental issues and people that need it out here in the in the world. Yeah. Um, but anyways, I've, I think I'm I'm on a really stable level now. Um, you know, I'm in the middle of sell my house, buying a house, so that's kind of just a, a lot on my shoulders. But uh, overall, man, I'm I'm blessed. Life is good. good. Um, Don't gotta, fuck with your meds, dude. Yeah. Don't do oh, it. Oh yeah. Don't do it. Like if if you start getting to the feeling where you're just like, ah, oh, man, these just don't work anymore. You don't fuck with them. You just keep on taking them, keep on trucking, and you get under a doctor, and you tell the doctor that, and you let them taper you, or you let them bring you down while they're bringing you up on something else. Um, I'm serious. I know too many people that mm-hmm. have been sitting in a garage they with their kids' pictures around them, and they're just like, yeah, I think today's the day, mm-hmm. because they just stopped taking their meds, and they didn't understand that it'll you'll crash, all your serotonin will crash, and you'll just like want to commit suicide. Yeah, it's crazy. So yeah, just don't 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 play around with it. I mean, if you feel good, focus on it. If you, it's that kind of stuff worries me just because I've been around it, I, and I work with a lot of people like that. But that's that's pretty good that you're you've got such a good outlook now. Yeah, that's, man, that's really awesome. good. It's really really good. But no. I'm refocused in life and ready to make some big things, big changes in my life, and uh, may even be making a career change here soon once I can get settled in the house. And, oh, nice. You know, I'm happy. Everything's going good right now. Nice. Cool. Yeah, he's in the, he's in the house search. Me. I enjoy it. Do you have, like, healthy outlets? Do you, like, work out? Do you, like... Do you like have hobbies and shit um, like that? I have a hobby. I throw darts. That's, like, my, that's my mental darts. hobby. I mean, it really is. That's cool. We'll have to throw darts sometimes. I throw darts. Yeah, it's a good group of people, too. I got into a league. I play in tournaments. So it's a good group of people and then positive people around you. You know, nobody's really negative in that stuff. So good. um, That's kind of my main thing right now. There's there's like two or three things. When you start looking at people that have like mental health issues or maybe they have substance abuse issues or whatever, you start looking at like the number one the people they surround themselves with and then their their hobbies and the things that they actually do. And it'll be they, they have like nothing. 
or they have these like really awful things that they they like enjoy doing. Like they just want to sit around and watch TV all day, and that's like going to do nothing to make you feel better about yourself. You know, they right. you've got to kind of give yourself like healthy things to do and healthy people to be around, and it's it's unbelievable how much it can kind of change your outlook. You know De- what I mean? Devin yeah. likes to play Mario Kart on his phone instead of listening to people. Yeah, it's not fucking Mario Kart for the sixty seventh time. Yep. Jesus. Way to take a serious subject and and turn it into Mario Kart again. Hey, you got to lighten the mood every now and then. I like yeah. it. That was a pretty. That was a good. That was a good thing to talk about. No, yeah. no, for sure. I was yeah. just. I was just busting on Devin. It's, yeah, it's I didn't just, mean for it to go there. No, but. it's no. Not, it, it went in a, That's a really great thing to talk yeah. about. I mean, we talked about it for like fifteen minutes. That's that's good stuff. Yeah. It's hard for me to to empathize with with that because I, I've never been in the boat. Yeah, I, this guy he still literally like can't legit. relate to anything. He blows my fucking mind. Like we were on here one day, and I I was like misty eyed talking about how much anxiety I have, and he was just like, oh, I just don't know what that feels like. I've never <laughs> I've <laughs> never felt anxiety. I'm not like ragging on you guys or anything, but seriously, no, like I, I've I've been worried about things. You know, I've been like kind of anxious about stuff. I've just I've never had that overpressing feel of anxiety you i think know? the problem is, is devin can't relate to anything because he's 14 yeah, yeah exactly <laughs> because i just haven't matured i'm a real boy yeah the, <laughs> yeah. the only thing devin gets anxious about is the next episode of stranger things when he's yeah. gonna cry about something yeah. <laughs> oh, okay we're gonna bring that up yeah for the fourth fucking episode he's world. waiting for the next fucking season of smallville to come out yeah <laughs> yeah watching teen wolf wishing i was a werewolf yeah <laughs> what's really sad is that you fucking watch teen wolf L- listen teen wolf is a good show okay i okay. like the lore Get the okay. fuck off my... See, this is why I never talk. Because you guys fucking <laughs> rag on me Swinging on Devin's time. nuts all night long. Yeah. yeah. Whenever we get done, he's going to go home and watch Cartoon Network all night. Yeah. <laughs> we'll go home and Whatever, watch dude. You know how many episodes stones. that I've sat in here and y'all just teed off on my balls the whole time? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> teed off literally until I had to get up and like walk out of the room because I was so pissed off. I think uh, I think one of the best ones is where we, where we realized that your, your screen name was actually Burly Bear. Burly Bear. <laughs> Well, one of my friends weirdest looks. One of my friends texted me about that like about 2 weeks ago. He just texted me. He texted me Burly Bear and then like a, a, a like message after message of him laughing his ass off. And he said that like that that part when I'm like, "Yes. Like, yes, it's really Burly Bear." <laughs> you were like and, and, so innocent like, "Yeah." Yeah, sure, and there's sure all this is. silence with you being like, "Well, no fucking wonder. <laughs> like, no wonder your fucking dating life sucks." You know, it, you he know was like, story, "It was just Josh? All right. Oh, so he, he's fuck We used to have this this segment called Adam's Escapades, and then Adam would talk about his dating life and online dating world stuff like that. So he was on Match and you could have usernames and shit like that. And then episode after episode, on and on, he was like, yo, I'm just not getting any, like, quality bites and stuff like that. And then (laughs) he mentions his username one day, and it's, like, BurlyBear13 or something But but he he does it in the midst of a sentence. He's like, yeah, yeah, so whenever they click on my pictures, they see BurlyBear. And and then I think I was like, whoa, is that really really your name? Yeah, we were like, like... is it is that yeah. really what pops yeah, up like your name? And he's Burley like, Bear Adam, yeah. He was I'm like, like yeah. change it right now. I was like, <laughs> when like, we get no off this podcast, you fucking change it right now. And we just like started going. Yeah, they teed off on my ass. I but I had mentioned it numerous times, and they thought I was joking. They thought it was a fucking joke, and I'm like, no, it's real. <laughs> That's my real name. I, I deleted all that shit. I, t- I told y'all that, right? I deleted. Did you delete de- match? I deleted my oh, match. No, you didn't tell me. Yeah, I, I yeah I deleted it like a, almost a month ago. Dang. Uh, I haven't been on there. Um, no Tinder, no Bumble. Like I'm not no grinder. I think I tr- I just, just tried. 
I tried yeah, just way, Pornhub. Dude, I tried way too hard. But what? Pornhub. Yeah, Pornhub. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. I got I like I've revamped all my subscriptions, so now it's all porn sites. Um, <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, the best of blackdick.com. <laughs> yep. That's at the top. Um it's funny, you know, I, I got rid of all that bullshit and I stopped trying so hard. And then like an old friend of mine reached out to me about like a week ago and it's you're so much more I'm not worried about it and then in the middle of a conversation I just stopped and I was like you me dinner ASAP when are you free and she was like fuck yeah hell yeah she was sound, like no she was like sounds great let's do it you know what I mean like yeah. I, I just like asked someone on a date it was like, we're gonna, you and me, we're going to go have dinner as soon as possible. And she was like, hell yes. Yeah, it almost it. translates into confidence, doesn't it? Because you just don't care. Like, because you're not trying to impress anyone. So I, it yeah, I was, tr- confidence. I was trying way too hard. Yeah. And I think that's the problem with online dating. You just try, you just like, you, are you married? No. Uh, you just, you try way too hard. Yeah. Uh, I agree. Anyway, yeah. I've been in a relationship five years and our whole, our whole thing is she wants a ring and wants a last name and. It's coming soon. But, she wants her life, bro. You know, wants the dog out. <laughs> she doesn't I, like the dog? I, no, she loves the oh, dog, I but like, I sometimes show her. my dog more attention than her, and it just kills her. But it is what it is. I still love her. I'm telling, I'm telling you what, my dad told me my whole life, he was like, he was like, women love a cowboy. They want a guy that's going to love his horse more than her one day. And then, like, the next day, love her more, and then the next day, maybe love the horse more. And, and that you got to kind of keep them guessing. My dad told me that shit his whole life. He was like, women love a cowboy. He's like, well, look at him. They, all, they always will gravitate towards the guy who is not like – like showering them with love and affection every day because he gets old. They want that guy that's like a little mysterious that like will is like will be like no I can't today like I'm I love yeah. my horse more than you today right and which it sounds stupid it's very rudimentary but you you kind of understand what he's saying yeah absolutely you know yeah. the guy that's like he loves the frontier more than her today or so whatever basically a guy who's an life. asshole yeah. no not an asshole just someone who's who's like oh yeah I love you today and then is like yeah, no fuck you. see that's what I'm saying this is what everybody says it's no see you, Josh is just saying that because he's like overly sensitive about his wife he's like hey hey and little nicknames and stuff like that cuz I call her Tookie yeah hey little what? Tookie what you call your wife what Tookie <laughs> Tookie spell this T O O K I E He's like, he's like, hey, little Tookie. And he does that little hey, look, voice, like that little high-pitched love voice. Hey, little Tookie. Look, we have tons of pet names for each other. That's just one of many. I don't, I don't. Josh does not love his horse more than his wife. Yeah. I do love my dog, but not more yeah, than Yeah, but wife. you see what I'm saying. It's like it's like a persona where it's like not every day of the week. It, I mean, they kind of love a cow. They love someone who's, who plays a little hard to get sometimes and who's not always like – if you're always – here, let me, let me say – I feel like when you're married, it's different, though. And, and I'm sure it is. I'm sure it is, but you still have to kind of keep the spice. You kind of got to keep the well, heat. I don't disagree with that. If, if you cannot – be pursued someone can they can't pursue you if you're always running face first to them you know and that's fun the chase is fun pursuing someone is fun kind of chasing them around you know if you're chasing each other around the house you can't chase someone around the house it's always running at you they you know sometimes they got to turn and run away that and that's fun it's color. like a, a puppy if you just sit in a yard with a puppy they'll just sit out there with you if all of a sudden you jump up and you start running what happens the puppy will chase you. It'll just it'll, it'll start fucking chasing you and biting at your feet and stuff. And now it's like, wow, this is a game, you know? I mean, I'm not likening, you know, relationships to puppies. That's what it sounds like you're doing. Adam needs a puppy in his life. It sounds like he wants a woman to bite at his ankles. Yeah. No, that is don't even. I'm not saying that. No, 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 no. 
Uh, God, yet another episode where Adam sits there with his pants unbuttoned. <laughs> his, his fucking belt. Oh, yeah, my belt. <laughs> yeah. I'm comfy. I'm comfy. Let's talk Why about the Oscars. Did you, Re- actually, did you actually watch it last night? Hell no. Yeah, I okay. didn't watch it either. Hell no. I didn't watch no, it No, no, no. But there's tons. Never would watch it. No, no. The Oscars. The, so when I was a kid, it was like a big deal. My family, we would like get, gather around the TV. We would watch like the, the music awards and we would watch the Oscars. We'd watch the Grammys and stuff like that because – you know, you're always going to end up seeing something that's that's a little shocking. You know, you're dealing with all these people that are kind of out there. The, those those Hollywood types or those those music types are always a little out there. They're eccentric. But the Oscars, like, they have dropped and dropped and dropped and dropped almost every year. And I think this year was a historically low. And it's because everyone's fucking tired of all the bullshit. They it was it was over politicized. It was politicized last year. It was politicized the year before that. And everyone's just tired of it. Well, I think it's the same thing with with pro athletes and athletes in general. Like anyone who is on that stage, when you tune in to watch them at their craft, like you don't want to hear about that. Like that's supposed to be your release. You're supposed to be able to like watch that to enjoy it, not to hear more politics and more bullshit. 100%. And that's that's the reason why NFL ratings were like some of the lowest they've been in in mm -hmm. 10 or 15 years this year. If they want to talk about that stuff on their Twitter and like, and I look, I know they're on a platform so they can like use that stage to reach more people or whatever. But but we've we've convinced, I think we've actually created that monster or all those leftists and all like the Hollywood types and all those people have. They've convinced these people that they have to use that platform. As a way, in order to talk to people, as a way to to sound off about stuff, and it's you just use it outside of the game. Use yeah. it on on your Sunday, or use it on your Saturday, or use it Not on your on an award show, man. Yeah, yeah, it's ridiculous. They there were there was so fifth, much. I, I didn't I didn't watch it, but I saw the highlights, and I'm like, what the f- is this? Like a political rally? There were fifteen point six percent less viewers this year. And they they've said this for years. They're going to have to like revamp the rewards show type stuff because no one gives a shit anymore. It's bloated. It was like four hours, three or four hours. And it went for another 50 minutes after they just stopped airing it. It just kept going. Um, But yeah, it's I think it's funny. I mean, that used to be such a huge thing. And now no one gives a shit anymore because you have all these talking heads. I mean, you can say what you want about Jimmy Kimmel. He's a nice guy. He's a funny guy. But it's just he goes up there, politicizes everything. It goes on and on and on and on about politics. And see, that's what kills me about Jimmy Kimmel. He used to not be like that until what was this? The thing that happened to his son? Um, I don't know. Some kind of some kind of medical problem or something like that where it wasn't going to be. Uh, covered or something like that oh, with insurance or something uh, I'm like that in this story or something but um but yeah was like right that was after that else. he started using his stand-up as just politics after politics you know just it, it gets old you want something new it's like yeah you know we get it he's a piece of shit well uh, you know just move on get some funny stuff you yeah know? well like, we're here to talk about movies right yeah, a yeah. lot of people really love movies and they want to talk about it and they want to hear people win awards and they want to see their their, their favorite stars like go down the red carpet i mean you're that, taking that, away from those people winning the awards for sure absolutely they're all up there grandstanding and saying all kinds of stupid shit but i, th- I think it's hilarious i was reading about it today i didn't realize that it had it had flopped basically yeah. 300 and roughly 350 million people in the united states and only 22 million people tuned in for that Damn. which is nothing yeah that's nothing his son That'll had to have, the first season. His son had to undergo life-saving open-heart surgery. His infant son. Yeah. Yeah. And 
was he crying about the insurance not covering or something like that? I, I don't know. I don't know. But why is it that every time he cries, everyone acts like it's like the second that's, coming? That's why I don't ever want to hear someone Kimmel. when he like started to cry, and I was like, "Get the fuck over yourself!" I, I don't ever want to hear someone in the United States of America that is making millions and millions is worth I, I bet you jimmy kimmel's worth at least a hundred million bucks i don't ever yeah. want to hear one of those assholes com- that. i don't yeah, i don't want that. him to ever complain about a fifty thousand dollar you know surgery for his son don't ever complain to me about that well it, it didn't say anything about it not being covered it just said that if devin devin alluded to that but you, you know what I mean. Yeah. I don't I don't ever want to hear these people that make more money than Jesus Christ ever complain anything about money. No. Yeah, I know what you mean. I just, when it comes to that stuff, I just get, I, I don't tune in because I honestly, I don't give a shit. But two, I, I wouldn't tune in anyways because it's it's just a bunch of political shit the whole time. Yeah, they're so far removed from anything uh, with my daily life. That's what I love about this podcast. I mean, we come on here and we talk about like real shit and like your friend Josh too talking about like mental health issues and yeah. that's real. Yeah. And you going like, in for like, your, your sex change. I mean, exactly. Yeah. And my, my breast reduction. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. 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 You getting yeah. a breast reduction is life changing. That's real shit. It is. You would be amazed at all the, the shirts I can wear. now. You went in, you went in for a shoulder surgery and you came back out of hermaphrodite. No big deal. I know. <laughs> I know. It's amazing what we can do nowadays in 45 minutes. It is. It is. Yeah. It is. It's amazing. I mean, I I'm like a new woman. That, like, not the 45-minute thing, but it's amazing how much technology and just our ways of thinking have changed in the past, let's just say, 10 years. Like, I was flipping through YouTube the other night, and you could watch a, a 24-7 live stream of a fucking HD camera on a satellite rotating around the Earth. Or you you can literally it. watch the planet that you're living on. 24 7 just anytime like oh th- what's earth doing today that's and pretty cool there that's pretty cool but were you flipping through youtube or you porn uh both actually at the same time <laughs> i had, had them on my, like i had my left hand on the windows, youtube and my right hand on the youporn two separate windows yeah. earth size dicks yeah, yeah. yeah. earth sized dicks. yes <laughs> on one screen he's watching uh elon musk tesla tesla go around the the fucking earth and on the other one he's watching the dallas 500 exactly <laughs> i mean literally 60 years ago maybe 65 years ago my parents had to sit in their living room and listen to radio-only programs because no one in their neighborhood had a TV. They would gather around the radio, and they would listen to Little Orphan Annie, and they would listen to whatever whatever little radio shows there were. They did not have a TV in their home 65 years ago. 65 years ago. And now we have a guy who's, like, parking cars in space, and and having cameras on them, and we we have like a live feed from space. We have uh, you know rovers on Mars that we can just go right online right now and and look at like the recent pictures that it took you know like a few days ago, just rolling around on a different planet. It's pretty unbelievable. It is it's crazy. Yeah, it's information overload. We were using corded phones, huh? It's like the internet was you know fifteen years ago. The internet was barely born. You know, let's say 20 years ago. Yeah. 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 But it's like, you know, 15, it was just becoming like pretty, pretty popular with, with yeah. everyone. And now we can just, oh, let's, let's look at our planet that we're on. Oh, yeah. that's cool. Fuck I mean, people have watches that connect to the internet now. 
Yeah. I mean, it's just, it's crazy. It's great. I remember 18 years ago when I got my first computer and it was a Dell 700 meg. It was as big as this fucking room, wasn't it? Yeah. And it cost like two grand. <laughs> oh yeah. For my, a huge fucking computer. My mom bought a, a HP. It had a, a 486 processor in it and it had like 200 megabytes of memory or something crazy. And it was like $2,500. Yeah. It weighed at least 75 pounds. You know how hard it is to look up titty pics on AOL? <laughs> and you know how hard it is to look up titty pics on MS-DOS? <laughs> yeah, it's difficult. Ask Jeeves. Yeah. Yeah, titty you, pics. <laughs> you got titty pics on one screen and Oregon Trail on the other. Yo, that's a, that's a, that's a hot GeoCities account, bro. You know? <laughs> yeah, this stuff's ridiculous. Yeah, you want to know what's ridiculous? My sense of smell. Fucking ridiculous. Are I smell like a skunk all the way here. Dude, I've trained my mind to What a stupid time. transition. What? <laughs> <laughs> you fucker. <laughs> I was thinking of this. I've had this in the back of my head this entire episode. Just, I was on my way here and I smelled a skunk. And then I think I was about 12 years old. I smelled a skunk and I was like, ew, skunk, whatever. And then my sister was like, yeah, it kind of smells like coffee. And I started thinking about it. I was like, shit, it kind of does smell like coffee. So uh, every time I smelled a skunk, I just started thinking about uh, like cocoa beans, cocoa beans, cocoa coffee beans, beans and stuff like that. Like it's just stuff associated with coffee. Now, every time I smell a skunk, I smell coffee. Did, so, you, know that, did you know that skunks originated in Colombia? Oddly enough. For real? No. Fuck. <laughs> yeah. No, uh, hold on. No, this is, I'm curious about this. So I, I, for one, think the smell of a skunk. I walked outside of my house last night and I could smell skunk. It repulses me. Yeah. Completely repulses me. On the other side of that coin, I absolutely love the smell of coffee. I could smell coffee all day long. Before I ever take a drink of coffee, I always take a huge whiff of coffee. I love fresh ground coffee. I love to open up a fresh coffee bag. I love it. I love it. I love it. So when you smell coffee, what do you smell? Coffee. There's no skunk smell anymore. Like Subconsciously, I know it's skunk, but I don't smell skunk. I know it's skunk that I'm smelling, but I smell coffee. My mind automatically thinks coffee. Associates it. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. It's interesting. I mean, I think that actually has a name. It's well, not neuroplasticity. When I smell but, skunk, I, I smell weed sometimes. Yeah. Like sometimes I get those two confused. Yeah. Well, and it's. I think part of that is because we grew up with everybody telling us that, that weed smelled skunky. Yeah. And then you would smell weed and kind of associate it with a skunk. And it kind of does. It has that really pungent smell. But I don't, I don't, it doesn't happen to me anymore. There's just one specific spot at work that like when I walk by it, it smells like weed and every, everyone knows it smells like weed. Really? Yeah, but there's not weed there. Is it like in the garden department? (laughs) I think it's a dead mouse and something of that body of that mouse has exfoliated a distinct weed by the pound smell. By the pound. Yeah, that's weird. It's 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 crazy like how strong the sense of smell is. It's nowhere near the garden center. When I was... Well, I mean, your sense of smell is... Thanks for fucking cutting me off again. What, me? I'm going to sit here and pout. What did I do? I I was talking to Josh. Oh. I didn't hear what you said. What the fuck? Yeah, because you cut me off. Jesus Christ. I'm done. I'm triggered right now. Somebody get that boy a bottle. God damn it. Continue, Adam. You know, what were you going to say? I was just going to say, when I, I've always, the, when I was a kid, I hated the way that garbage trucks smelled. Anytime that we were behind a garbage truck, it would always repulse me. And I realized when I was like 18 years old, 
that it wasn't the garbage that I was smelling. It was the diesel, the like the diesel fumes that I was smelling and or like the diesel fuel, like burning diesel fuel. It to this day, anytime that I smell garbage, I automatically smell like diesel fuel. And anytime that I smell a diesel truck go by me, only thing that I can picture is garbage truck. That's all I can picture because hmm. I spent so much time associating that when I was a kid. So you don't actually smell trash when a diesel truck drives by though, right? Yeah. Well, so that's all I think. Like if a diesel truck drives past me, like a semi truck or just a diesel truck, so like a correlation and I smell it. I don't my, like, you know, you always have a picture in your mind when anytime you smell a smell, it's, it's, it's garbage. I just assume that that's the way garbage smells. Even though I know what garbage smells like when I smell diesel, fuel or when I smell a diesel engine running the only thing that I can think about is garbage that's the it's what's the do do you you still smell diesel correct you I mean it's not like you smell garbage I know what diesel smells like and I know what a diesel truck smells like I can't believe you are still debating this but I can't I can't I almost can't break the association like if I'm standing outside and I'm just like on the in my yard and a diesel drives by and I smell it even though I know that's a diesel truck and I know that's what diesel smells like, you the think only about garbage truck, right? The only thing I not not just a garbage truck, garbage. It just I just oh, okay. assume that's what it, garbage smells like because I, I it just got like beat into me when I was a kid. Well, see, like when I smell skunk, physically, I actually smell coffee. I don't smell skunk and be like, oh, I, you know, I associate that with coffee. Uh, well, I'm, I'm so telling like you, I legitimately smell, smell, smell coffee. association. It's like a smell substitute. Well, but I think that's what I'm saying too. Like, I mean, it's it smells like garbage to me. If that makes sense. I mean, I think we're on the same page. I'm just I'm just describing it differently. Same page, different book. I think Devin has put it in his head mentally that mm-hmm. any that time that skunk smells around him or whatever, it mentally switches to the coffee. Yeah. I mean, it's already mentally programmed in his brain. Yeah. That's what I'm trying to say. Well, I mean, I basically think I'm saying the same thing. I, th- I think you're still triggered. I'm still triggered. I'm sitting, I'm sulking right now. Are you triggered because I My cut you off? My face is just stoic. I don't even know how I cut you off. <clears throat> I started talking. I was like, yeah, it's interesting, you know, how strong your sense of smell is and how can it be associated with things? And you're just like, yeah, <laughs> Josh, I'm funny. Well, fucking <laughs> well, I mean, I am funny. Same um, thing. And you're just like, so ooh, what? cool. Sit on to a different scent thing while Mr. Devin pouts over there about being cut off. Just give me a second. I'll be back. What about you, Skinny Josh? (laughs) I'll be back with my I'll tell you the the couple of things that really, when you say the word scent or we're on the topic of scent, what comes to mind is my dog has this anal gland scent. And most dogs have them. And it is the worst, will make you think gag at your stomach smell from a dog and what it is it is this the anal gland inside of a dog's rectum it is a scientific lube that lubes up their shit to come out and what happens is there is buildup that builds up in kind that rectum cavity in their anal glands and then they will start to push that scent or push that juice out of their ass. We're going to post a diagram on our socials. Correct. Yes. If you ever see dogs who rub their ass on like carpet where they scoot their ass over on carpet and shit, yeah. that's a lot of what they're trying to get off of them or out of them is that anal gland 
Juice. Yeah, when you when you put your, send your dog to like the vet or something, they'll they'll release that stuff. They'll like press it all out or like get rid of it. Yeah, I mean, it's disgusting. Their, I don't they I'm, pull I'm, their tail all the way back and they squeeze like back there during the by the rectum yeah. and get you know that juice out. You know what's really funny about that is Adam also has anal gland juice. It's called KY. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, anyways, the funny thing about the smell thing that I'll tell you that my dog will sometimes just randomly get in these moments where she starts releasing it. And you can smell it Ugh. a mile away, and it will hit you. So we'll be in the bed, me and my girl. And one day, um, I won't forget it, my girl, uh, I leave, and my girl calls me in a frantic. My dog has released like a puddle of this oh, juice God. A puddle? on the bed. Oh, and my she God. Put I would burn hand, that mattress. Put her hand in it. Oh, God. And, and like when it's on you, that's it. Like you, there's, you better get, I mean, it's like getting sprayed by a skunk. I mean, literally, mm. you are runt for Disgusting. the moment. My girl calls me like throwing up on the phone, like telling me about it. And I'm over here just crying, laughing about it because, you know, my dog don't do nothing bad to me. She only does it to her. Did yeah. you burn that mattress? Um, that, we got rid of that, um, the not the mattress, but like the, the cover, uh, the, the comforter. We got rid of that. Um, <sighs> we, we washed it, but back. didn't trust it. Um, and my girl was done with it. So That's so. disgusting. That was awesome. What's, what's, the, what's the smell? Oh, did I cut you off, John? No, it's okay. Go ahead. Did, did I cut you off? I'm yeah, so sorry. The difference is, is I'm not going to pout because I'm not yeah. 12. Shut you up. Enough air time, fucker. Anyway, what's the smell that, that you guys, uh, you know, smell in it and it just brings water to your mouth? What makes your mouth water? By the, Just by the smell. That's a tough one. I have two things. I'm going to go ahead with mine. I'm going to say Italian food. Italian food? Yeah, like like anything like if I can if I smell like somebody fixing like marinara sauce, meatballs, if I if I smell that like garlic and stuff like that, I mean I grew up around that stuff. So if I smell that stuff in a kitchen, oh man, it just makes my mouth water. In a good way. I mean like I I'm yeah, yeah, yeah. um but yeah, like those type like savory like something really oh, yeah. savory like if i smell someone like baking a chicken or, or oh man i can really only think of one and it's probably male pheromones <laughs> yeah. okay. like i, I feel like right tonight now. it's just you taking any serious topic and just finding the most ridiculous fucking thing you can say about it <laughs> wow yeah. and then when like devin finally talks you just cut him off <laughs> yeah, yeah. i figured you were gonna say something like semen or something like <laughs> yeah. that and i was like here we fucking go again <laughs> yeah Josh's insatiable lust for semen. What about you, Josh? Too, you got anything? I mean, the only th- I mean, I, I mean, I think of like citrusy stuff, like a like a lime. Yep. Okay, you're you're kind of on the same track. I okay, am. so like a lime, like, and it's not really like when I smell it. So like, if I drink a beer with a lime in it, when that lime hits me, it waters my mouth like immediately. So. And then you know certain bubble gums, yeah. but uh, but I would bubble say gum, citrusy, citrusy things will, will bring that out immediately. We already know Josh ones, and that's every food on the planet. So, <laughs> fucker. Yeah, actually, just just thinking about the word keto makes my mouth <clears throat> salivate. Yeah, thinking about a stick of butter. Yeah, <laughs> rubbing yeah, a stick of butter on some veggies. Yeah. Fucking whole bag of I actually jerky. whenever I, I get ready to go to bed and I put my CPAP machine on instead of putting water into it I just put melted butter melted butter and you rub <laughs> butter around the edges is that why you get that weird acne line around your face exactly right <laughs> yeah yeah 
It's like butter, butter induced acne. That's why there's like a solid white and yellow ring around my nose because (laughs) even though it looks like I've been doing blow, it's just from butter. Yeah. Like, yeah, caramelized butter, basically. Yeah. Caramelized. That's a good one. Well, Devin, what makes your mouth water? You're the one that asked the question. Your dick. Yeah. (laughs) Fantastic. Fantastic. No, um, just a bunch of I've had two things really make my mouth water is, um, I was super hungry one day and I smelled uh, just buffalo wings from a place. Yeah. And it just automatically just watered my mouth. I yeah. was like, God. Yeah. And then every time uh, the, the sour warheads, the candy. Yeah. Dude, fucking. When fucking you smell wet, them? Fucking wet, bro. When you smell them or when you. No, like when I, when I fucking see it and smell it. Oh, okay. It's just my mouth's anticipation of me putting it in. You get yeah. moist. Yeah, I get a little moist in my uh, mouth. I think Chinese food does it for me. I'm all a, Chinese dude, food. I fucking love Chinese food. So do I. And like, it just... It, That's probably my top ethnic food is Chinese if I, food. If I just walk in to a place or like a hibachi place and the smells hit me, I'm just like... Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, that's how I am. Josh's like, eyes it, like roll Thai in the restaurants back of his and head. stuff. My butthole puckers and my eyes roll back in my head. Yeah, yeah it's because you know what tomorrow's going to feel like. <laughs> yeah, that's what happens when I do the blazing challenge. Yeah, at uh, Buffalo. Yeah, yeah. It's, yeah. it feels it like I'm every shitting out the there. devil. <laughs> like you're sitting on a blowtorch. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> yes. Uh, it's just like you're wiping a marker afterwards. Yeah. <laughs> Did you guys hear about that teacher strike that's going on in West Virginia? Uh, no. I just heard about it from him earlier. You didn't hear about that? Dude, these teachers have been on strike for eight days all across West Virginia. Really? For higher pay. Wow. Yeah, they they seriously, like, they started February 22nd, and they haven't been back to school since. Almost every teacher in the entire state. Wow. They're, like, wow. the they're, they're almost the lowest paid teachers across the nation. They're 48th, I think. Wow. That's, I mean, hell, that's one way to do it. You've got the power. Well, it's like, it's like with us, we're the consumer. If you, there is somebody, if, if there's somebody that's selling something or, or a company that you don't like that really pisses you off or something like that, we have the power. All we have to do is just stop buying it. And if the prices go too high, you don't like it, stop buying it. Yeah. I They'll think drop they got the number and power too. Right. I mean, there's but- so many of them. I mean, you're talking statewide, that many of them? Yeah. That's crazy. But that brings up another thing. You know, you're not only affecting yourself. I mean, these kids need schooling, right? So who's going to school them? Almost every school has been out for eight days eight now. Eight days. Cool for the kids, but let, let's be honest. If this continues for a while, it's going to backslide on them, you know? Yeah, how the do funny you thing about up? yeah. Go ahead. Go ahead. I was going to say the funny thing about West Virginia is, is that, I mean, let's say they it's February or it's just start. We just turned over to March. Let's just say they go the rest of the year. They'll probably go up a few notches in how smart that state is. You know, if they if they pull the kids out, you know, they'll just suddenly like become smarter. You know, I bet they're saying something like they're they're probably blaming on the teachers, saying the teachers are like egotistical or the teachers are being selfish because of all this stuff. Oh I, yeah, I definitely. guarantee it for sure. And it's uh, the senator of that state actually said that they were being like uh, th- that they're caught up in their egos. Yeah. When I mean, I've known teachers. I knew. Te- I mean, I've known tons of teachers. If you if you aren't car- constantly going back to college and constantly trying to be better and constantly trying to improve yourself and your in your like knowledge, then you can get stuck in a loop where you're basically 
you know, barely making like a living wage. Well, and also think about this too. Don't you think Not at to times, mention teaching's tough. Yeah. yeah. Super hard. Like yeah. teaching those little dickheads all day. You know, they may be blaming the teachers, but don't you think at times we put kids on too much of a pedestal to where like, <laughs> what? <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm sorry. It's just the way you said that. Like, don't you think sometimes we just put kids on too big of a pedestal? Why don't you knock those little fuckers down every once in a while? Well, no, it's serious. <laughs> if you look at the way our culture is now in our society, it's because we fucking coddle our children too much and we don't show them who's boss. Like, they're here because of the adults, not the other way around. Like, we're the ones who provide for them. They should be grateful for what they have. Yeah. And not us, like, fucking handing them everything on a silver platter. Totally. And, and so, teach it, so and we teach shouldn't them. teach them? Well, no, that's what's fucked up with the world is what you're saying, Josh. Is, exactly. You know, these kids think they're so entitled to everything and they, they get all the, you know, when a kid, I walk by and a kid has a nicer phone than me and shit and he's like seven years old. Like, I have a problem with that. Exactly. Like, something's not right. And I'm know? not I'm not saying don't teach them, but when you have people, I mean, when you have teachers who are 48th in the country in wage, like... That's fucking terrible. And 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 these are the people that you want to mold your children and spend the majority of their time with your children to teach them how to become a, a grown-up and become a person. Yeah, you're going to pay them fucking pennies on the dollar? Well, yeah, that's what ends up being the, a big issue. They, they don't pay them enough, so naturally you're not going to get the type of talent that you want. You're going to get people that are that are substandard or maybe that, that just feel like, well, there's nothing else I can do, so I'll be a teacher, and at least I'll make a little bit of money. You don't get people that are hungry. You don't get people that want to – of course, there's always going to be exceptions, but you don't get people that are just like really hungry to go out there and, and like teach kids and be better. Um, it sucks. You know, I mean, for, yeah. for fuck's sake, I mean, if the – teachers take some time off what we need to do is we need to take all those little bastards and round them up and put them to work exactly you know <laughs> teach them what let's fucking round them up and put them to work yeah round them lines, up Bubba. you know like get some get some dogs out and round them all up get them all out dogs? And dogs? The holocaust uh, yeah <laughs> God. yeah I mean, i'm joking you know get some nets but are you though some nets. <laughs> yeah. are, are you really nets joking yeah i'm joking airplane. are you gonna like are you gonna yeah i mean when i was a kid from you and capture them in nets is that what you're saying yeah when i was a kid if my teachers took the day off my dad put me to work i didn't get the day off what did your dad make you do pull weeds <laughs> I pick pull up weeds. sticks out of the yard my dad my dad before the day he would leave and he would say okay this is what i need you to do today i need you to go into all the bathrooms and i need you to shine like all, he would leave a, body, a bottle of Brasso. I swear, he'd say, "I need you to shine all of the uh, faucets and everything in the house. I need them all to be shiny. I need them to gleam, and I need you to go outside and I need you to pull every single weed in our in our like flower bed or our garden or not garden area, like our mulch area. And every time you pull a weed, I need you to like spray some like weed killer into that hole. I mean, it was like all day. Was he training you to be the next Karate Kid? Yep. <laughs> wax on, wax off. Yes, yeah, that's what he was doing. Too bad yeah. that there's never been a 400 pound karate kid. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. What he was doing was training the next like crybaby that bitched about everything all the time. That's what he was doing. Was he training Devin? <laughs> <laughs> no, he was training Adam. Yeah, that's funny. I wish you could see his face right now. Oh, he looks so funny. Yeah, that's yeah. Funny. I can't believe they took. I mean. I was, you know, I, I, I just caught myself 
saying they 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 like went on strike. I was saying I, I can't believe they went on strike. I absolutely can believe they went on strike. They we have got to we've got to that's the only way that we, we can normalize ourselves. I mean, we've we've got the power. And if you're 48th, you're being paid 48th. Now, granted, the the price of living in West Virginia is probably not through the roof. So if you're 48th, I mean, you know, you're probably still doing okay. But what are they They said the starting salary was 33,000. Wow, it's tough. Jesus. Yeah, starting salary, but see, here's the deal. I wonder what if someone's tenured and they've done they've done their time and they've gone every year and they've They've spent some time working on themselves and maybe getting a master's degree and slowly chipping away at making themselves smarter and getting new certifications. They I'd get, like to know what they, they make. They get thirty-four five. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. They get a membership into the Jelly of the Month Club. Yeah, yeah. Um, they get thirty-three five and a membership to Planet Fitness. Yep. I mean, a lot of teachers around Nashville. When I was in college, I started looking into the education program, and my advisor told me. If you want to do education or you want to go into the you know education program here, I highly recommend it. But I want you to understand something. As soon as you graduate, you move out of Tennessee as fast as you can because we pay our teachers like shit, and they're disgruntled and mad. You go to Georgia, you're automatically going to make like twenty more thousand a year, or for let's say fifteen more grand a year. And as soon as you have a chance, you get your master's degree because you're a male. You're going to have more of an opportunity to be in in not management, but in like uh, like be a superintendent, be a principal. Sexist. Yeah, it was. It was. But I mean, I was graduating in like 2003, and he was just being honest with no, me. I know. He was just being honest, and it totally was. He was like, "You is unfortunately you are going to have a leg up, and if you're going to have it, you need to maximize it as best as you possibly can." And I, I mean, I was like a deer in headlights. This is I was this is crazy, but he told me he was like, "You can't ten, Tennessee schools suck. Our schools and our teachers suck. We're always embroiled in some bullshit around here about school funding and you know them being right on the verge of a strike. I mean, it was happening all the time back in the two thousand early two thousands. Good back thing in I, the sixties, yeah. when Adam was born. Good thing I never finished my degree of being a teacher. Yeah. Did you really want to be a teacher? Yeah, I, I was going to be a PE teacher and a coach at one time. Really? That's that's like <laughs> I know. <laughs> You're right. You think I'm I know a fat ass PE teacher. Is that what you're thinking? Yeah. A fat hairy PE teacher, balls hanging out of his tiny shorts all the time. <laughs> Looks like right. Louis C.K. Yeah, just standing yeah. there in the middle I'll, of a basketball. I, I, I would actually just wear sweatpants to, to school field. every day with sweatpants a and no bummer. underwear. Yeah, yeah. Come yeah. on, kids, let's play some dodgeball. Rock hard dick and dodgeball every single PE class. Yeah. Fuck yeah. That's crazy. I had no idea you were actually going to try to be a teacher. I would only play games that I could play. <laughs> yeah. And then in spite of the kids, because I can't do it, I would make them do pull-ups all fucking day because I can't do pull-ups. Yeah. A fitness test. Pull-ups and push-ups, that's all they have to do. If I was one of those kids, I would always try to get you to play rock, paper, scissors with me. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> hey, coach, you want to play rock, paper, scissors? Ha <laughs> ha. <laughs> there, there was one time in my life where I thought I want to be a teacher. But they do. Teachers get treated like shit. Yep. I had to go and sit in a high school in Knoxville when I went or when I was going through the education program right at the very end of my college career. I had to go in and, and sit with a teacher at this high school because that's where I felt like I wanted to teach was in high school. And where'd you want to teach? Where? Is it? Yeah. Like elementary school, middle school, high school. I just said that high school. Yeah. yeah. Uh, okay. Listen. Nice. <laughs> Wait, you didn't want to teach college? Just high school? No, high school. High I school. wanted to teach high school. High yeah, school. like I wanted like ninth and tenth grade, basically. Like I wanted to teach like right when they first came into high school. That's, That's kind cool. of what I wanted to do. But 
he pulled me aside within the first month of me going to his class. I had to go like once or twice a week and sit in and like help him with his, his game plan and his, his lesson plan. He said, uh, do you really want to do this? And I was like, you're a pretty cool guy. Like, if I was going to be a teacher, I'd want to be like you. And he said, may I tell you something? I'm like, sure. Lay it on me, man. He I don't like, give a fuck about these kids. In a roundabout way, that's basically what he said. <laughs> yeah. He said, I want you to understand something. If I could go back and I could be your age again, there's no way in hell I would ever be a teacher. Don't do it. It's awful. I have been doing this for so long now, and I'll have to admit, I really love these kids, and I really want them to like be good, and I want them to graduate but it is awful. It's super stressful. And if I had my life to live over again, I would never do this. So I'm going to go ahead and tell you right now, unless you are just one of those people that's wanted to be a teacher your entire life, unless you're one of those people that's just like had a dream of being a teacher, you run away from this as fast as you can. And I did. I quit. I just like stopped the education program. I dropped that class and was like, I'm not doing it because I knew that my heart wasn't in it. I had just been hearing people my whole life be like, oh, you're a natural speaker. You can you can probably teach people. You probably be a really good teacher. I just kept hearing people say that stuff and I didn't know what I wanted to do. Be a good mentor. I, I enjoy teaching. Like I really do enjoy it um, until people don't retain stuff. <laughs> and you're like, Are you fucking stupid? He said the hardest lesson that he had to learn it going on, just jumping off of what you said, the hardest lesson that he had to learn was that in every class you have about, let's say, 65, maybe 70% of the kids in there actually give a shit. And then there's the 30% that don't. What you end up getting caught up in is always focusing on the 30 and thinking, I'm going to do everything I can to drag them kicking and screaming out of not giving a shit, and I'm going to like make pupils of them. Yeah, You're completely wrong. What you do is you need to identify the 30% and never give a flying fuck about any of those kids and oh focus God. focus all your attention on the 70%. He said, I spent so many, I, I wasted, this is what he said, I wasted so many years in my career looking, and he pointed at him. He was like, you see those like burnouts right there? You see those fucks over there? Yeah, those, those fucking burnouts that are here asleep. I wasted my career trying to get those kids to give a shit, and I realized that once that switch is off, you can't ever turn it back on. So wow. I don't give a shit now. I will give That's them an hardcore. F every single day of the week, and I don't give a shit what happens to them. Because I am need to focus my effort on all these kids sitting in the front row that actually care. And I am going to pump as much information and as much time and effort as I can into those kids because they care. And he goes, all these other kids don't give a shit. They, they, he goes, they're going to be here next year and the year after that and the year after that until finally they just drop out of school and I don't care. And he said, that was the hardest lesson for me to learn. He said, can you do that? Because, you know, if you're going to do it, you need to do it from day one. It took me 10 years. Jeez. And Adam was like, I don't care about any of these kids. Yeah. Any I just want to screw all the women here. Oh, yeah. my God. <laughs> <laughs> I'm joking. But he, Sorry, yeah, he, this guy, like, he put he, the fear of God in me. was like, if you're going to do it, I'm going to I'm gonna give you a little inside wisdom that most people don't have. Yeah, he kind of scared me. Josh, did you ever have ambitions of being a teacher? Never. Never. I was, uh, he was the 30%. I, was, uh, I have common sense. <laughs> Have a lot, lot more common sense, but I don't. I'm not book smart. I can't. Um, like I can study my soul out, make A's on every homework, but then when it comes to tests, I'll flunk it. I just, uh, I was that person that never could retain enough knowledge to do that. I never agreed with homework. Like I, I had problems with homework in my mind, and I also I hated like showing work 
because like, especially in math, because if I could do it in my head, then I thought that was, if I could give you the answer, I know that they think that that means you're cheating, but like in my mind, if I could, if I could do it in my head and get it done, I don't want to have to write extra. I guess that shows I'm lazy, but yeah. Fucking lazy. You thought everybody should give you a handout, didn't you? Yeah, because I'm missing one. Exactly. That's what I was getting at. Yeah. Yeah, Josh and I hate each other this podcast. I know. I know. The tension is thick. It's palpable. Holy shit. Speaking of palpable. So I had been doing all this research about my shoulder surgery. Right, here we go with this fucking I know. God. Oh, fuck. It's a, sh- it's a shoulder surgery for God's sake. It's not it, cancer. They didn't. It's, yeah. And it's supposed. It's shoulder surgery is historically one of the worst he surgeries you can have. He just, didn't cut AIDS out just of it. Lis- <laughs> <laughs> just listen to me. Just listen to me. So I made a mistake. Not like WebMD bullshit. I was doing legitimate research about my shoulder surgery. Like Wikipedia. Try- Shut the fuck up. <laughs> just fucking listen to me. So I'm doing all this research and I'm trying to find out like what to expect. Basically. Was it on Bing? Yep. I heard. Just, sh- sh- seriously. So I find out there's this one ligament inside your shoulder that they cut and they think that it's just like a, it's like just a kind of a random ligament that you don't really need. It's called the coracoacromial ligament. Okay. Wow. And I, everything I keep reading about it is, well, now we know that doctors have been cutting the coracoacromial ligament forever, but you actually need it. And if you don't have it, it can actually make your shoulder easier to dislocate. Well, I'm a big man. My shoulders don't need to be any easier to dislocate because I'm, 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 they're already torn up. So surgery day comes up. I haven't had a chance to talk to my doctor. And I walk back there, and there he is, super nice man, very kind. You know, we shake hands, and he What's says, he you feeling like? okay this morning? I'm like, yeah. What did you say? What's he look like? He's, he's got bald head, older man, bald head, uh, but in, you know, in good shape. Like you would expect a doctor to look. I mean, what he's about? like 60 years old, but in very good shape. 6'1", 6'2". Uh, six foot one, my probably six right. foot tall, six foot one. So I'm, I'm not a lot weigh? bigger than him. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, I don't even know what the hell you were saying. He's staring daggers. He's just, he's just chirping. So yeah, that's what I'm getting at. You're going to love this. So I go into this guy and I go, Hey doc, I wanted to talk to you really quickly about the surgery. And I, I act, I don't know what I was thinking. I start dropping like knowledge on this guy. Hey, I, I'm really worried about you cutting my coracochromial uh, ligament. Oh, shit. And, and he, and he just stares at me. And he blinks his eyes a few times. And I said, you know, I, I'm a big man. I don't want there to be like any extra movement in my shoulder. If, you, if there's any way that you can do the surgery without cutting it, which I know there is, I want you to, to not cut it. And he, he blinks his eyes at me a few times and he never says a word, just stares at me. So I get uncomfortable. And they, speaking of the tension being palpable, I just start talking again. I'm like, well, I mean, so yeah, I just don't want you to cut. I mean, if there's any way, and I'm starting to stutter and stuff, and he just looks at me, he goes, I'm not planning on cutting it. Why would I cut it? And I go, I don't, I mean, I just read something online. But, uh, but I read on WebMD. I read something online <laughs> that said like, that they, first mistake. They, they have to cut it sometimes. And he just blinks his fucking eyes. You could see he was just disappointed. Like, he wanted to just shake his head at me. And He's he like, was like, oh, now I'm definitely going to cut it. Uh, let me just tell you about your shoulder a little bit. Um, this is what's wrong with your shoulder, and this is what I'm going to do. There's no reason for me to have to cut that. But, I mean, if I get in there and it's really messed up, then I'm going to cut it because it's going to be necessary. Okay? And I was just like. He did that okay? Yes. I was like, yeah, absolutely. Uh, and I mean, I, I, with my body language, I basically said, forgive me for telling you how to do your fucking job. He looked at me. 
And I, I know that he wanted to say, listen to me. Don't fucking tell me how to do my job. Don't fucking tell me how to do my job. And it made me think about that. Like how many times that people aren't really paying attention. They're just really worried or they're really stressed or they're really anxious about something. And, you know, a doctor's like prescribing you medication. And you're like, whoa, whoa, whoa. Let me just look. I don't want you to do this. And they're, you know, you they just want to look up from the notepad and be like, don't tell me how to do my fucking job. What he was actually trying to tell you is, you know what? There's one of you every day and you filled that slot. Yeah. There's one of those assholes every day yep. that tries to tell me how to do my job. I'm going to fuck your shoulder up. I'm driving yeah. a Porsche, motherfucker. Yeah. I'm going to put a dick on your shoulder. <laughs> Matter of fact, I'm going to do the surgery with my dick. <laughs> yeah. I'm going to make the nurse hold it while I do it. He like he gives you that paper with all the damage of your shoulder, and there's just one with a huge penis head on it. <laughs> yeah. yeah. It was. I just felt bad about it. I, and I, I actually want to apologize to the guy. So, I mean, that'd be a good thing. So, if you're listening, Dr. Dr. Lawrence, yeah. I apologize. I really do apologize. That, that was a total dick move. But I know, I, I started thinking about my job and in, in, in just my life and how many times people have told me. So, I want to know, like, what have, has that happened to you all recently? Has someone come into your work or, or started, you know, to tell you something? I mean, this even happens at home. I mean, my ex and I would do this sometimes. She was really great at certain things. And I was really great at certain things. And every once in a while, we would start to try to tell each other how to do the things that we were really good at. And, and both of us would just bristle. Like, don't fucking tell me how to do my job. She was a cook, an amazing cook. And I would come into the kitchen and be like, you're holding the knife wrong. Don't do that. Why are you cutting it that way? And she would just turn around and be like, you take your fat ass out of the kitchen right now. Damn. Like, don't don't fucking tell me. I wish she would have done that. You I would I'd have been way more attracted to her if I mean, but she she would get pissed off at me. Uh, I told her all the time she should have talked more shit to me. If she would was you talk- rather her punch you in the face, I, yeah. I verbally. Would you rather her stab you in the gut a couple times? Yep, but well, only like three inches. The kitchen, so, so, so you go into the kitchen and be like, and tell her how to cook, and then she'd immediately try and tell you how to drink whiskey. She'd, be- <laughs> <laughs> yeah, she was like, let me just show you how to look like 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 a fat ass in your clothes. You're really good at that. <laughs> <laughs> you do that really well. Yeah, let me show you how to be hairy. Hold on one second. <laughs> yeah. yeah, that's what I'm good at. <laughs> yeah, I'm good at spending money, drinking whiskey, and looking hairy. <laughs> anyway, has yeah. that ever happened to you all? Josh, too. Actually, um, I work in a fucking shitty retail world. God, who would choose that lifestyle? But anyway, it's been there for quite a while. And funny stories, I've had it happen a million times. I could probably tell you a million stories. Um, But usually it's one of these contractor-looking dudes probably you work in like the home improvement industry yeah, right yeah yeah home home improvement and he he probably i don't know digs holes for a living for all i know probably you know the mud on his shoes from walking outside but he uh had a guy coming today um ordering some laminate and he's telling me, i've been ordered i've been installing this for 35 years 35 blah blah years. blah yeah. you know i didn't think i was gonna have to give him you know much direction so i just you know it was this new type of flooring there's these certain ways that you have to seal the perimeter of it with the quarter round and all this and it's manufacturer spec so i thought i'd tell him it is a new style of flooring it makes it Basically, waterproof feature for 24 hours. Yeah, just drop and, a little knowledge on him right, real quick. a little knowledge to him, and he come out his skin and told me that I basically he's been doing it for this long, and I was telling him like, man, you're you know you'll 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 lose your warranty as a lifetime 
you know, warranty on it, you're going to lose your warranty if you don't do this perimeter seal that it requires. And I mean, right beside this product in this bay is the silicone you have to use with the quarter round and this foam backer rod you have to tuck in behind the, your quarter round before you install that. And that's basically all that you have to do to make it that um, waterproof, waterproof requirement. Yeah. And I mean, it took everything I had because he was going back and forth, back and forth with me, and I just let it go. But it took everything I had not to just go print out the specs on how to install this product, highlight it with the fucking pink marker yeah. so his pinky ass could see it, yeah. and then just shove it right up his ass and tell him I knew what I was talking about. Yeah. But I mean, how do people get to that point to where they're so fucking pompous? Like, they can't take any type of like that. That's not even productive criticism. Right. That's just like that's not constructive right. criticism. Hey, I'm yeah. just gonna just a heads up. Right. There's a new way know, to do this. this. Is a new product. Whatever. Did you know that you can you know you can do this, but you got to kind of tweak the way you do it, and it'll be better or whatever. Let me. I know you don't know this like a hundred percent. Let me guess this guy's age. I bet he's probably mid fifties, maybe sixty. Probably mid fifties. Yep. Yep. Always. Always. Angry, like an angry old redneck. I, yep. I used to work in the flooring department at, at a home improvement store. And probably it would, drunk. It would ha- say what? Probably <laughs> drunk. Probably or or drunk. coming off of a bender from the it's night before. Like Marlboro yeah. Red. Yeah. Yeah. He's <laughs> yeah, got real wicked diarrhea, you know, like because he's been. What? How does that tie into it? <laughs> because they all do. He's got real wicked diarrhea. Because wait, all, wait, all, those, all those guys in the home improvement yeah, We're talking about the contract. All those show. guys in the home improvement industry do. That's why the bathrooms are always so awful when you go to like. Home Depot or Lowe's or any of those places, the bathrooms are always awful because those guys just drink Miller Lite all fucking, night. They eat Euros off the side of the street. Yeah. Fucking food stand. Drink free coffee and go in there and just squirt yeah, just it out re- like a goose. Wreck the <laughs> bathroom. Fucking reeking of like cigarette smoke and nicotine smells like they ate a pack of cigarettes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> My or dad. Ashtray. Yeah. I grew up. Um, I grew up in a, in a family of like a flooring family. My dad was like a flooring installer and he had, he had worked his way up. He was a salesman. And like I knew exactly how to install flooring and i knew how to do it the correct way and i knew how to do it the wrong way but the way that would work Mm -hmm. and i would have people come in all the time and say i would tell them how to how to install flooring and they would bristle and freak out and go oh you're crazy that's not how you do it and i'd say well no i mean that is the way you do it that's the right way to do it you've just been doing it the wrong way for 30 years and they'd get pissed they i mean of course they get really mad they're like you don't know what you're talking about you probably never laid a single piece of tile in your whole life and i'm like you know i grew up in a flooring family like i have been inundated with flooring my entire life i'm telling you the way you do it it's fine but it's wrong and it will crack and it'll it'll get destroyed in no time flat if you want to do it the right way you're going to do it my way and they, they just get mad they're like nope Nope. And that's what kills me is how many times that like in the home improvement industry, like how many people just get set in their ways and they do think things their way and it's just wrong. Yeah. They just do it the wrong way. That's why yeah. like houses are always falling apart all the time. Yeah. You seriously, it's crazy. It's crazy because no one gives a shit. Anyway, well, tell us a story from your, your experience. Josh one. Honestly, I can't. Yeah, Josh one. I can't even think of like one particular one. Fantastic. Devin, tell us your story. <laughs> I, th- I felt like you were going somewhere. No, no, it. go ahead. That's no, it? you go. No. I'll just oh, sit over man. here being handicapped. Yeah. <laughs> Handicapable. Yeah. I don't know. It's just when when people start going on about that, it just makes you want to step aside and, and have them do it for you. It's like, well, bitch, if you know how to do it, then do it. You know, don't be coming to me. Yeah. You sit in my chair. You Go ahead. 
That is order that. That is actually a really great way to overcome when someone gets upset like that. Be like, okay, yeah, just call him a bitch. Yeah, ex- yeah, that's it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. All right. If you know how to do it, yeah. have at it. Take I don't, the steering I don't, wheel. I don't have anything else to talk to you. Take care. My dad used to do this shit to me all the time. He go, all right, Captain, you know how to you know how to drive the ship. Why don't you jump up there and drive it? Ugh. He would do that shit to me. He he call me Captain. Yeah. All right, Captain. Hey, it's your ship. I'm just along for the ride. And and then and you realize you're shit out of luck. I got a, I got a guy who's 50 years old. He's got more experience in his pinky than I got in my whole life. And I just had the audacity to tell him he was doing something wrong. All right, Captain, won't you take the wheel? <laughs> you're just like <laughs> fucking do surgery. On your oh own. shit! Yeah, that's what I wish that guy would have done. I wish he'd have laid the scalpel down and been like, "Have fun." <laughs> <laughs> seriously he just fucking injects a bunch of novocaine in it and hands you a fucking <laughs> how about it yeah yeah seriously I mean, what a stupid thing going into a guy like a doctor and being like this is the way i want you to do my surgery i do actually have i, I do have i do have a story good and I, it's actually multiple stories in one but in uh i've got this one particular customer that it comes into my work and <clears throat> How's the best way I can describe him? Is it the guy that calls you the one-armed bald guy? No, no. Well, <laughs> yeah, well which one? There's like 30 of them. <laughs> yeah, yeah, they don't know your There's name. There's like six. Um, no, it, it's it's this one guy, and, and he like knows me, and I know him, and he like dresses the same way like every time he comes in. And every time that he encounters me, it's because he's trying to do something that is outside the realm of what we're supposed to do. So whether it's like ordering a product for him or like – He'll be looking for a product that we don't that we don't carry that he swears that we carry, and then he'll be well, like, "Well, I got it here twelve years ago." Yeah, or he'll, and he'll be like, "Oh, well, we'll just order it for me," and then I'll be like, "Okay, well, it takes about three weeks to come in," and he's like, "I got it. I I ordered it before and it took a week," and I'm like, mm, "No, you didn't." Anyways, the biggest issue I've had with him is one time he was uh, trying to return a product, okay, and. In the midst of this whole scenario, I was called up to handle the situation and to resolve it. And he basically starts telling me that uh, all because he didn't want to, you know, lend us his driver's license for this return, uh, begins to tell us how uh, that he does this all the time and never has a problem except when he deals with me. That's what he that's what he's telling me. So I'm like, okay, well, I assure you that this is the process. Like, this is how it works. This is what we have to do every time. Every single time. This is time. not an exception. Yes. Like, we're, this like, is we're not, not some one-off. Yeah, we're not just f- shining a light on you for the hell of it. This yeah. is just the way we do it. So he he, he goes, uh, well, I, I'm telling you, I come in here all the time and do this, and I never have an issue except now that I'm dealing with you. And he goes, they do it for me all the, all the time at the other end. And I was like, okay. I was like, well, I'll tell you what, let's walk down to the other end and you point out which person is it does it for you and I'll be happy to have them do it for you. But I'm going to tell you right now, that isn't the case and they don't exist because they don't do that for you. <laughs> because this way does not exist. Yeah. yeah, so you just keep shoving it down this dude's throat. So you throat. can either give me your license and I'll take care of you. By or, the way, don't tell me how to do my fucking job. And leave. Yeah. And he was like, and he just like grabs his shit and leave. And really? Like, yeah. He was like, Fine, and, and he he refuses to like give his license. I'm like, cool, man. Have a good day. Unbelievable. That's yeah. unbelievable. I yep. saw a girl in a gas station do that one night. It was about a year ago. The guy was just like, hey, can you show me your driver's license? She she was noticeably inebriated. She flopped this huge license uh, carrier out, or like a, like a license carrier. I'm like fucking eighty. Like a, like uh, a wallet. Like a wallet. 
Yeah. Like, and it, he said, I'm sorry, I'm going to have to. You, I'm going to. Yeah, I know. I, I'm sorry. You're going to have to remove that. She went on a redneck rampage. Are you fucking kidding me? Everybody knows who I am. I ain't pulled this motherfucker out of here. I mean, I wanted to like smash her face on the countertop. Just listen to all her fucking hemming and hawing about pulling her license out of a plastic carrier that it was sitting in, or like a little plastic sheet that it was in. So he just looked at her and he goes, you want this beer? She goes, well, fuck yeah, I want this beer. He goes, well, it looks like you're going to buy it somewhere else. And he just oh. slid it. He oh. slid it across the counter, and he was like, hey, why don't you have a great night? Damn. <laughs> and she was like, are you fucking serious? And I, I was like, oh, <laughs> I started laughing and was like, good one. That's good. Literally, it was just like the guy was like, yeah, just let me whatever. And as soon as she started hemming and hawing, he just he took her beer. He was like, oh, you want this? And just slid it away from her. By the way, here's a little word to the wise. I know that most people out in our listening world or in society have never worked retail in their life. And they probably never will. Yep. But you're going to encounter issues with product or services from, from time to time. When you come in and you act like a raging fucking idiot – and you act like you have no sense, you will not get taken care of. Like, if you want to have your issue resolved, then act like a human being and treat the other person like one. That's all I'll say about that. Yeah. Yeah, just go in. Like, it's like uh, that whole kill them with kindness yeah. thing. I mean, if, if you're just nice to people, things are going to be a lot better. Yeah. yeah I mean, sure. just come in and be like, hey, you know what? I got an issue. You know, if there's any way, like, I'd like to have it taken care of soon. And, like, you will get taken care of. Yes. And, like, you will get bent over backwards for, like, all kinds of service. But if you come in and you lose your lose your shit. I think everybody should have to work in retail. It's like everybody should have to serve food. It should be like a coming of age. Everybody should have to work in retail. You should have to do those types of things because it teaches you respect and it teaches you how to deal with people well you just you're just not mean to people anymore plus it also shows you what people are really made of oh yeah oh yeah so people come in there and walk over you yeah walk all over you well all the time. And, and 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 i love how we're like transitioning and we're going to start talking about retail yeah. but um it's almost like that they they think and and i honestly believe this i think that they think you're less than human oh yeah because here's a perfect example Anyone that will come into an establishment, whether it's a restaurant, a retailer, whatever, at closing with like total disregard to the people that are there, that's so fucking selfish. Yep. Like you don't give a shit that we'd like that people would like to go home or like they'd like to go see their families. All that matters is what. And look, emergencies, that's one other thing. You know, that's a, that's a side note. But just to come in and fucking stroll around like you got nowhere else to be like is so selfish and like disrespectful. Hundred percent. I uh, there was a guy that ran up to the doors at one of the home improvement stores I worked at one time. He ran up to the door, he was pounding on the doors, begging for help. My house is flooding. My toilet it has burst. My toilet line burst, and you know there's water everywhere. I don't know what to do. I need your help. Please help me. I need some parts. And I just said, I'm sorry, sir. We're closed now. I apologize. Just go home. Turn your water off. I mean, you should have already turned your water off. Why are you running? with water on you know but anyway i was like sorry um, we're closed and he he i mean started he got a little ornery with me but he was like please 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 i know he pointed there's what i need it's like right behind you on that aisle i know what i need and i said okay and i looked over at the manager was like can we let him in they were like yeah just let him in as long as he goes and gets right with what he needs 
And they were like, uh, he said, please, please, please let me in. I said, okay. I unlocked the door. He walked in and he looked at me smugly. He goes, thanks. And he started oh. strolling around just shopping. We were closed. Yeah. But he knew that once he was in the store, that he had us by the boss and that we couldn't kick him out. So, what I'll be we, like, sorry, our registers are closed. So, well, Bye. but we had already let him in and told him he could only use a credit card, basically. So, what we did. Once we knew, I said, hey, come on, man. He was just like, no. Nope. He basically was like, oh, I'm in the store now. You know, I'm just going to go do some shopping and find everything I need. So we got every associate that was it was available, and we basically just surrounded this guy, and we walked around the entire store with him, asking him questions, peppering him with questions. And then I would get on the phone. I would walk away from the group of people that were standing around him, and I'd go, hey, do me a favor. Turn off all the lights in electrical right now. He would just be sitting there like looking for switches. He said he told me he had a plumbing problem. He was just like looking for switches. They would just turn off all the lights and electrical while he was standing there. He'd be like, "Hey man, you know this is ridiculous. I can't see what I'm doing." We're like, well, we're closed. You told me you needed a plumbing part, and so he would go over to hardware, and I would call. I'd call him in hardware and be like, "Can you turn off all the lights in hardware?" I <laughs> just, I just made his life a living hell. What an asshole that is. Yeah, he yeah, did it deliberately. Assholeish. Moral of the story, people, be humble. Josh, too, thanks for coming in. Yeah, man. Yeah, appreciate it. joining the Good party. Good experience. Yeah, man, we appreciate it. Yeah. yeah. This is Devin. This is Josh. This is Adam.